Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. Screen there, to stay at least in, in view for those at home. It must be off-putting to suddenly see who's ever speaking just to disappear. And uh, so that, that's great. Um, it was interesting when Andrew asked me to, to speak um, while he was away. And so the, I felt a word just drop in on me at the time. And it was, um, the word was hearing God. And as I sought the Lord as to exactly what he wanted to say, he dropped three other words in that said, sit, walk, stand. And I said, Lord, are you talking to me or is that the message you want to, you want to uh, share? So as I started to research that, I realized that um, there was a whole lot more than I could do in 20 minutes. So uh, I'm on again next month. So I'll do a part one today and I'll do a part two next month. So um, it's interesting that when we receive Christ, then we're called to follow him. And following him is often the challenge. You don't just sort of say, Lord, I want you to come into my heart, and that's it. Like, there is a discipleship thing. There is a following of what he has got for us. And not only that, it's, it's exciting. We embark on an adventure. We embark on an adventure with him that goes on all our life until we come to be with him in glory. And uh, as I was considering this, I realized that this sit, walk, stand is actually, it's not you do one and then the other and then the other, that's it, and then you've gone. It's actually simultaneously, we need to be sitting and listening. We need to be walking in following and we need to be standing, to stand our ground. And uh, And Jesus said, if we're going to be standing, then he needs to be the rock that we stand on because we are going to have storms. Jesus didn't say, just follow me and you'll have no storms. He said, he didn't say if the storms come, he said when. So we needn't be surprised when we come against stuff in our lives that we think, I'm sure this isn't from God. Well, maybe not, but there's an enemy out there making sure that we'll be tested. And... um, so I thought of the analogy of when we go on the bloke's hike and Josh is well aware of this as he, he sits down and plans for starters where we're going to go. You don't just sort of start walking. You don't just get in the car and drive. This is a random spot and start walking. You actually say, I think we'll go up to the bluff next time. And what are we going to have to do? We, these are the things we're going to need to take with us. So there's a, there's a sitting down and there's a planning stage. And um, with our life's adventure, we need to sit down with God and say, well, where do you want me? What is it you actually got for me to do? Do you want me to be a farmer? Do you want me to be a nurseryman? Do you want me to work here or there? Do you want me to be a musician? And we start to, to look to God as to direction, as to exactly what he's got for us to do. And, you know... God wants us to do that. He wants us to, to seek him and, and follow his plan. So we not only need to start there and ask God what to do, but we need to start walking. Like, we could sit down and plan that trip, 
up to the bluff or, or Mount Bogong or wherever, the Grampians, but unless we actually start doing it, we're never going to get there. And so as we start planning and we start stepping out and we start climbing those mountains, we realise that it was a whole lot easier just planning it than actually doing it. It, it gets a bit painful, especially when you're carrying, you know, 20 kilos on your back. You, you realise you've actually got muscles you didn't know you had. And um, suddenly you become tested. Suddenly you wish you maybe you've done some more training. And, um, but, you know, it's a little bit like that as we start to follow Christ. You think, oh, this isn't as easy as I thought. Somebody said this was going to be a walk in the park. But it's not because there is stuff we come against. And it's the same with following Christ. If we're going to be his disciples and step out and following, there's going to be stuff that's not always that easy. But you know what? He promises to be with us. He doesn't promise that we'll avoid it. He doesn't promise that it'll be easy. But he says we'll be still standing. We'll be st if we stand on him and on his word, we'll be still standing. And so that's when the standing comes. Sometimes when the storms come, you've just got to dig your toes in and stand. You've just got to grit your teeth and stand. And uh, the scriptures tell us if we resist the devil, he will flee. He hates us standing. He hates us just digging our toes in and saying, I'm trusting God through this. He wants us to give up. So there's the standing. And, um, you know, quite a few years ago now... Um, some of you may remember when Pastor Ken was here, we did, a, did studies on Mark Verkler's book, Communion with God. And that was a real turning point for me. We studied that book, I read it through a few times, and, and it, was, it had so many treasures in it. And suddenly you realised, and he started to train us through that book about how we could actually hear from God. And one of the key things was, I found, write a journal, write down, pray to God, and then just... Write down stuff that he tells you and then look at it and think, that makes sense or doesn't make sense. Or maybe you take it to a Christian friend and said, this is what I feel God's saying to me, but what do you think? And that's why it's good to always have somebody else to bounce things off. And that's why um, a couple of weeks ago when, when Rob was here sharing his word from God, he wanted to record it and he wanted others to hear it so that we could, didn't just say, oh, well, God told me this because Rob said this. He, we need to bounce it. We need, it's, we need to be accountable. And um, my business coach always said that, you know, he has words, uh, brings people in like Rob for, to have words of prophecy for us at some of the business meetings. And he always says there's to be no car park prophecies. In other words, you don't go prophesying for somewhere where no one can hear you because you've got to be accountable. Because people can take things the wrong way. And that's why we have recordings. And if you've had a word from Rob, those recordings are there. Um, I managed to jot down notes of most of them so that if somebody says, gee, that's way off, I'm thinking, well, that's not what I heard him say. <laughs> um, so we need to be accountable. But Mark Verkler's book on communion with God also, apart from journaling, taught us how we needed... If you're going to be led by God, you need to have a grounding in his word. We need to... God won't lead you to do something or anything that's contrary to his word. So that's the key thing, is to get into his word. And uh, 
and learn to differentiate. Now, about four years ago, when I shared about hearing from God, I used the analogy of frogs. And if you go out on a night and there's a lot of frogs going off, you, th you think, how do I know which one's which? Well, they've all got a different sound. And for example, your banjo frog, which is called the pobblebonk, other frogs, other banjo frogs know, other banjo frogs know the sound of him. So I'm just wondering whether the sound of the, last time I used my phone, but this time I've tried to send the YouTube links to see what the pobblebonk sounds like. You've probably all heard those. They're quite distinctive. You can see what's called a banjo frog. But the and there's different the males and females have different calls. So they don't get confused with all the other frogs that are out there. They've learned, they've trained their ear, they know their own type. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, they know their own type. Jesus said, My sheep know my voice. There's another one, the Eastern Common Froglet. Now, these are all local frogs, so you might recognise them. They're probably in your dam or in your backyard. So, can we hear what this one sounds like? Actually, see, that's quite different to the banjo frog. There's probably a whole lot of them going. Okay. And, then, and there's the growling grass frog, which is quite different. This one's an endangered species, and you will find them around Colac. In fact, you'll see the picture on the toilet wall as you go out of Colac. They're really growling. But see, it takes a while to, when there's a lot of frogs going off to, to pick up the different sounds. And... Um, And just briefly, we've got the brown tree frog. That's a different one. He climbs up your windows when it's raining. Got a sound for him. You recognise the brown tree frog? Yeah, it's a banjo frog sitting next to him. Yeah. And then there's the spotted marsh frog, which we, um, you find quite a lot of those around too, those little guys. So what do we... So they're all quite different sounds. And you know, out there in the world, it's a matter of knowing there's a lot of voices, there's a lot of things, a lot of emotions pulling us in different directions. Especially if you rock up, you want a new car, and you walk into a new car yard, oh man, they smell good. I've just got to have one of those. You know, it's the emotions kick in. You sit in them and then that, that just feels fair. And, but when you take them for a test drive and you put the foot down and you hear the wheels just squeal a little bit because you put it down too hard, you just, you've just got to have, that's got to be God telling you, right? <laughs> but, you know, it's like that with a lot of things. Our emotions can get the better of us. I remember once looking at some new cars and many years ago and, and the salesman said, 
but this is only at that price for today. You've got to make that decision today. Well, all of a sudden the alarm bells went off. I'm thinking, you're right. And I said, well, I'm not doing it today. He said, well, it's only today. I said, fair enough. And I walked away. And it was a real warning when you're forced to make decisions that it's not God. Because God will give you, his timing is perfect. But um, there's little things like that, these voices we hear. Sometimes it's, it's voices that um, it just might be the, the, the world out there saying what we should do and shouldn't do. But we need to listen to God and say, hang on, what is it? And God's voice is often just a quiet, still voice above the others. Um, but we train our ears to listen. We, we start to journal and learn to differentiate between what, what is God and what isn't God. And I remember days when I used to um, be on the farm going around the sheep. And our farm up at Lavers Hill wasn't flat. that You stood in one corner and you could see the back of it. It was 200 acres of gullies and hills and bush and trees and so I'd jump on the motorbike and I'd start to drive down this gully and round. And I wouldn't, you wouldn't just see it all at once. You'd just you'd think, oh, well, today I'll do this part of it and tomorrow I'll do that part. But your sheep would be lambing, so you wouldn't get to see them every day. And um, that was all right. You bred tough sheep, or patient ones. But <laughs> I remember quite a few times I'd, just, I'd come around a corner or I'd go through a gully and here'd be a lamb on the wrong side of the fence or one that the mother had birthed into the creek and I think well that was good timing and I started to think hang on a minute what does it sound like I'm sure God led me to that spot on that morning on that time and I think what did it say what did God sound like because I just thought I went there and he was this lamb or something like that so I found that was a good way to learn if suddenly you find God working in your life to think what did it sound like and a lot of the time it puts thoughts into your head. It's, it's not some huge um, beefing out sound that catches your attention. It's the little still stuff. And that's why those little things we need to learn to, to spend time to, to recognise his voice. And it gets quite exciting when you know that God has a journey for you. He has a whole destiny for your life. And he's going to tell you about it. So it's so worth your time to, to put out those other sounds, to set aside time. And for me, I love to set aside a time before it's daylight, before all those other sounds start. You know, just when you can hear the worms yawning, it's so quiet. <laughs> and that's the good time to be able to listen to God. Because he doesn't get tired, he doesn't yawn. But... Um, so that time, for me, that time is the time of day. For others, it might be night time. I'm usually too tired at night. There's too many other things calling, like snoring. Um, <laughs> I just go to sleep at night. Um, with I go to sleep before I even get into bed. So I need to get up early in the morning and spend that time just tuning in. And I did find that sometimes you can spend just a, too brief a time. If you get up and you think, start thinking of all the stuff you've got to do for the day, you thought your mind's racing off here and up there. So it's a matter of sometimes just giving yourself enough time and, um, and, and living in that time when, when you're just 
gives you time to get past the distractions and hear what God's saying to you. You know, God is always challenging us and doing new things. And that's why we need to learn to, to live prayerfully. And um, we see in uh, 1 Samuel 13 and 8 to 9, we see this story and account of how Samuel um, had given Saul instructions to wait for him. They, they, were in the, they had to do these offerings to God before they went out into battle. And um, in that passage, we see how Samuel delayed going, going to do the offering. Saul got impatient. Saul thought, ah, I'm going to have to do it myself. I can't wait for Samuel. I can't wait. I'm just going to have to do it. Because the enemy, the, the people were getting restless. The enemy was there coming. And he just had to do it. Well, he'd no sooner got into doing the, his own offering and Samuel turned up and said, because you disobeyed God and you didn't do it the way God told you, you're going to get defeated. And they were soundly um, beaten by the enemy. And, you know, sometimes we get impatient with God. We think we know best. We think, I've got to do it now. I can't wait. But God's timing is perfect. And God will test us with some of those things. So we need to make sure our timing um, is right. And as we look at uh, the whole story of Saul and he went out to defeat Goliath, Saul's fear overcame his faith. He, he allowed fear to control him. And it's a thing that we can do too. We think we've got to act now or we think we've got to do something because of fear. We need to hear what God's saying and we need to dig our toes in and say, okay, God, if that's you, I'm just going to have to do it your way. And um, because he hadn't learned to wait, he hadn't learned to wait on God, he, uh, he made a lot of mistakes. So we just need to train our ear to him and we'll have great, we'll have great exploits. You know, there's two parts to connecting with God. One of them's time alone and spend that time with God and learning to hear his voice. And uh, just as uh, we see in Mark 6 and 46, Jesus went up in the hills alone to pray. Jesus showed us by example that he went up and uh, got alone with God. And in Luke 5 and 16, Jesus withdrew into the wilderness, uh, into lonely places. He had to get away from all the sound around him. He had to go away somewhere else. And, um, and pray. And one of the things that impressed me greatly, and it's that it was quite a few years ago now, um, there was a conference in Melbourne, and uh, quite a few of us went there actually, but there was one of the business sessions I was going to, and one of the guys there that was talking, um, he told his testimony, and he had learned, and he was so busy, he had so much work to do, he had numerous businesses on the go, um, multi-million dollar businesses but he was so busy he had to take a day off every week a day to go and pray this is apart from his Sunday Sundays he took off he had to, he'd go up and his day a week you think oh well how could he put off a day a week well he made the day by starting at four o'clock in the morning and uh and going through till about eight that was his day and then he could start work um but he'd drive out into the country and God would speak to him through what was happening, through 
nature and stuff like that. And um, when he did that, he's, he was able to see shortcuts to his business. He was able to do deals that he wouldn't have been able to do because he brought God right down into that, into that um, situation and he learned to, to hear from God and, and spending time with him. But the other part is we need to put ourselves into a growth, a growth environment with others. Jesus said in 15 and 4, John 15 and 4, he said, Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So it's remaining in that relationship with God so that we can hear from him. And we can be fruitful in what we do. You know, the fish grow to different sizes according to their environment. And uh, we, we had these little goldfish at home in our fish tank. They were about, you know, a couple of inches long. But we put them in a bigger pond, out in the pond, and all of a sudden they grew to several inches long. It's, they relate to their environment. And... Uh, we always learn at college uh, breeding, breeding stock that only 20% of, for example, fleece weight in a sheep, only 20% was due to genetics. The other 80% was due to the environment, how much feed you gave them. And um, it's a bit like that with us, you know. We like to blame our genetics. Oh, well, my parents were like that. I must be too. Um, but 80% is the environment we place ourselves in. And uh, we need to be around other people. And, you know, the scriptures tell us that um, iron sharpens iron. We need to connect with each other. That's part of what church is all about. It's connecting, connecting with each other. You know, the body gives us that picture of the body. And we have, you know, a hand is not a foot. And a leg is different to a hand. We all have different parts, but we're all connected. If you chopped off that finger, it'd die. It'd die on its own. But because it's connected to the rest of the body, it's alive and performs its function. And so the body of Christ is about that connection. It's, it's great to be able to do stuff online. It's great to be able to a certain amount of church online. But it's not the body functioning together and rubbing shoulders together and connecting in the same way as we do. And... Um, And that's why we need to, um, and that's all part of learning to recognise his voice because it's in church too we can often hear God answering it. I remember years ago when I was, um, I'd been praying that morning, I'd been praying about whether we should sell the farm or not. And we'd, things had been pretty tight and we were going backwards financially on the farm. And the question kept coming, well, do you fight on or do you move? Like, is moving just running away? So either could have been right. You could stay there and make things better, or you could move on. And I remember sitting down here, and Pastor Ken was preaching, and, he, and it was amazing because it wasn't just what he said, but it was because I, it was just moments before I'd been praying this question. And as he spoke, from, as he brought the message, he said he, it was about Elijah... And, uh, and how the stream dried up and it was a sign to him to move on. And it was exactly what was happening to me at the time. The stream had dried up and it was time for me to move on. 
and, and sell the farm. Now that could have been, you know, you could say, well, that's just coincidence or whatever. But I knew in my heart, it's just this God's spirit drops it in and said, that's for you. That's answering that question you just asked me. And um, so just being, being around others, being able to hear from others, being able to be in church and hear the word like that. God, is, God uses, he uses all sorts of stuff of getting through to us. But it's that small, still voice that, uh, that, we, need, that we need to hear. And so we need to, um, we need to tap into that source and we need to, um, to realise that, you know, sometimes it's like the rain on hard ground. Sometimes we need to hear it slowly and often. It's not always instant. You know, it takes a soaking rain to soften up that hard ground to eventually soak in. And, um, and spending time with God's a bit like that. A really quick prayer as we run out the door often isn't time to really stop and think, allow God time to get through all our preconceived ideas. We sometimes just need to spend that time. And uh, it's like any relationship. It takes time. You know, you can live in the same house as somebody. For example, you, could, you live in the same house as your spouse, but unless you take time to actually sit down and talk to each other, maybe get out and have a cup of coffee and just have a chat, you actually start to connect and hear. But be, so being in the same place doesn't necessarily mean there's good communication. And uh, it's a bit like that with God. We just need to give him time. We need to give him those special times and, um, and look out for those distractions that are taking our attention away from it. So we need to, uh, to just do that daily. So I'm going to um, leave it there and we will uh, do part two in a month's time. And uh, let's just pray as um, pray as we finish off. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that we can hear from you. Thank you, Lord, that uh, you have said, my sheep know my voice. And Lord, as we learn to hear you, learn to spend time with you, we recognize your voice amongst all the voices that are going on around us. Lord, help us just to commit to that first part before we before we work, walk and, and step out on that great adventure, that calling, the destiny you've called for us, Lord. As we walk, help us to listen also. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, guys.